First and foremost, let me apologize for the that happened in this episode. I think my headphones were dying. So at the parts where you hear it's like primarily me, is me saving your ears because I care about y'all. And just reciting what I meant when it was when that was my turn to talk. Welcome to Loudmouth Stereo. You're... What's, what's up? Morning, <laughs> that man is discombobulated. Yeah, yeah, yeah every, everything's off right now. I'm off, <laughs> lights off. Yeah, I'm just saying. Now, yeah, yeah, good morning, Shane. Just at the beginning of background, she was like, Did you say good morning? Yeah. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. It's been one of those weeks. So. Man. So, yeah, we, well, we it's nice to see to... you here. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I just, I can't wait. Uh, I, was, I was missing my buddy. I was like, where you been at? Like, Listen. You know, I haven't, I haven't texted anybody. I haven't texted the group. I know. I been on Twitter. I didn't go into the spaces. I... <laughs> uh. The last um, text we got in the pod fam text range was you behind some curtains. Oh, yeah. We, we, we have some shit <laughs> so, so much. Um, well, like right now, like my mother-in-law's here. The wife is back. When I tell you there's a lot, I'm going to try to not talk a lot, but it, it's going to be about a 30, 40 minute show. Mm. Um, okay. 15 of that is going to be me talking, so um, just warning you, there's a lot. Um, bachelor party. I'm with it. We're going we're gonna to touch on that because I want to get that out of the way as well. Um, wedding in 14 days, but I'm going to let you go ahead and just start us out because once I start, I'm, I'll let you know when I'm completely done. Mm, 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 I'm ready. Well, y'all, welcome to Loudmouth Stereo. I know this is not our normal time of 9:30 p.m., but we are making arrangements for life happening. And so this is La Mouse Stereo. My name is Shan from She Gets It Podcast. That is Greg from Young, Black, and Bothered. And in this episode, Greg and I will be summarizing the month of April because we are stepping into May tomorrow. And we will be catching up on Greg's bachelor's trip um, that he survived, um, what show goals we have coming up for May, and whatever is on your mind. And I just want to vent a little bit mm-hmm. about people being really corny, mm. especially in this podcast sector. Oh, boy. but that's about it. Oh boy. Um, do you? I, I don't know. I have a lot to unpack. So I'm, I'm gonna just let me start here. So I'm still alive. Let's yes. just start there. Um, I went <laughs> to the bachelor party. Um. I didn't tell everybody where I went, but I can tell them now comfortably now that I'm back. We went mm-hmm. to the Dominican Republic. Um, I didn't know this until we got there. Like, there's two different DRs. There's the DR for, like, the, the trips where people could take both men and women, couples and stuff like that. They go to, like, an exotic resort or some shit like that. Mm-hmm. And then there's the grunge, like, don't bring your woman to the DR. 
I ended up mm. going to that side of the ER. And when I tell you um, that there's a lot of shit that happens that um, even married men like myself was like, no, like, don't even put yourself in that compromising situation. Um, I'll start by saying when we got to the airport, we got to DCA, I woke up around uh, like 2 a.m., 2, 2.30, mm-hmm. and my flight was at, I think it was at like 5, it was like 5 or 6, which means I had to be at the airport by like 4.30. So getting the Uber, the Uber cost me 90 bucks. So get in the Uber because obviously at 4 a.m., you know, Uber ride, I have to get back there. Go get in the Uber, get to the airport. We get to DCA, and then we get to Jersey, right? But mm-hmm. on uh, at DCA, I'm sorry, they told us that our flight was messed up. So our flight was messed up, and it was delayed about 45 minutes, which made us late getting into Jersey. When we get to Jersey, which is already a piece of shit, anybody who lives in Jersey, it's your fault. Your airport, your state, everything about Jersey is ass, and I'm letting it be known. Um, Ooh, letting you know, Jersey is a ass place. Um, so basically, and more, more specifically, the airport. Now, I'm sure there are nice pockets in Jersey. Jersey itself might be a nice area. The people of New Jersey might be nice. Everything mm-hmm. about that airport is ass. We were in Terminal C, right? Mm-hmm. Terminal C is the equivalent of a food court with nothing but artists and restaurants that nobody's heard of with expensive ass prices. Um, <laughs> we, there was a diner for a steak and eggs. It was like 28 bucks, right? But I, I don't even want to touch on that. Basically, when we get to the um, Newark airport, mm-hmm. our gate was closed. We were on time. When I say on time, meaning like we got there, but that the gate about door right. was closed. Yeah. So they told us, oh, no, like um, you have to get another flight. The only issue is that was the only fucking flight going to that location that day. We were going to uh, Pop, which is Porto Plata in the mm-hmm. DR, right? Mm-hmm. We were going there. They told us that it was delayed or whatever, and we would have to either get a hotel room for the night or we have to catch a flight at a nearby airport. The nearest airport stand is almost two hours away. At, that is so uh, ghetto. Yeah, which means not only did we have to go to an airport that was two, two hours away, meaning like instead of going to Pop, we had to go to STI, which to me was my original plan because it was cheaper and mm-hmm. there were more flights. We also had to wait 12 hours. Shan, we sat in the airport what? from... 6.45 a.m. on Thursday until 9.48 p.m. that Thursday evening. Imagine spending 12 hours in a fucking airport. I'm disgusted. Disgusted. For a trip that's technically three hours away. If we would have flown from like Dulles oh to God. like there, it would have been a three-hour flight. Easy. Boom. But niggas trying to be cheap, they decided that they were going to go and fly mm-hmm. You know, with a you know a layover displaced, and the layover is only going to be forty five minutes. I'm like, cool. My issue is we were screwed from that point on. Mm-hmm. And we get we wait all twelve hours at the airport. Luckily, it's about like seven or eight of us. We can entertain each other. We're walking around. I have on my like my little Yeezy foam runners and stuff, so I'm comfortable. But my mm-hmm. issue is I don't have my luggage. Luckily, and the reason why we didn't have our luggage is because the night before the trip, Chad didn't tell you this as well. The best man, the person who organized said trip says, hey, um, you guys need to go and, actually I did tell you, we had to bring our own towels and washcloths. Yeah, you who tell me that. Goes trip? <laughs> who, who goes on a trip where you have to get your own washcloths and towels and bring them with you, right? That's the difference in having a carry-on versus having a check bag. So imagine if 
that wasn't the blessing in disguise that we had to start checking our bags because I would have had to carry around my uh, carry-on bag and a backpack for 12 hours in the airport. So everywhere I went, instead of having just something on my back, I'd have had to carry that wheeled fucking luggage around, right? Mm-hmm. So small blessing. We get to STI finally. Then we had a whole hour and 15 minutes of going through customs. Then my future brother-in-law's bag gets lost. After his bag no. gets lost, yeah, yeah, gets lost, but it's actually somebody misplaced it on another, like another turnstile or whatever. Then I told them, I was like, the reason why most of people check their bags is because they want to put their alcohol in the luggage so they don't have to go and worry about the duty-free. Anybody who tells you duty-free is cheaper than going to the liquor store is insane. I don't care what anybody tells you, it's insane. And remember I kept telling you before, I was like, oh, like, I might just have to go to duty-free. And I wasn't mm-hmm. thinking about duty-free prices. So as, you know, I go to the liquor store, I had my two bottles. I bought, uh, like, a baseball bat of uh, bullet bourbon, and I bought a bottle of Terramana. Put that in the luggage, and that made my luggage roughly about 49, 50 pounds. So I was, like, definitely checking wow. this bag. Fuck, yeah. Because, mind you, you got that, and then I had my clothes for five days. I had some mm-hmm. shoes. Like, you know... For me, when I go somewhere, I like to have everything in my luggage so that I, don't, I don't have to spend money when I get, mm-hmm. you know, that certain place. Um, only to find out that one thing I did need, which was sunscreen, that was $20, right? Damn. When I went, yeah. But without making that story long, we get to this trip. After we get to this trip or whatever, we get to, S, uh, we get to SDI, go through customs. That's an hour and a half. They go through the duty thing or whatever. They spend money on their alcohol. Then we get an hour uh, van. We were told it was going to be a Sprinter van, one of those vans that it pulls up. It's the big white van. You throw all your luggage in the back. Everybody has room yeah. and shit. What was the, it? <laughs> the, coordinator, the coordinator of the trip literally gave us like a minivan. minivan. Now, no. seven dudes, seven dudes and their luggage, check bags, mind you, all trying to fit into a fucking minivan going to a villa. Now, I didn't tell you this. Jeez. I might as well add it. Yeah, didn't tell you this, but I should have added it now. Um, the best man, the coordinator of the trip, was saying, hey, well, why don't we just wait, you know, in New Jersey, New York, for a day to catch the next flight the next day out. I had to clarify, like, bro, we can't do that because, remember, we have other people for the bachelor party flying out of different states. where right. two guys flying out of, like, North Carolina and one guy flying out of, like, Atlanta, right? So mm-hmm. they're already at the villa at this point. They had no food. They had no drinks because the coordinator of the trip is on our delayed-ass flight. Mm. Fast, fast forwarding, we get to, you know, STI. We drive two hours. At this point, it's like 4.30 in the morning. We get to the goddamn villa at roughly 5.30 a.m. Get there around 5.30 a.m. And at this point, the sun looks like it's about to come up in like 15, 20 minutes. We get our keys to the villa. And the villa itself is nice. Driving through it felt like I was going to, like, it looked like we were in a jungle or some shit, right? Because, like, mm-hmm. there's trees and shit like that. And mind you, it's pitch black outside. And we're going over rocks and gravel. I thought, yo, oh, like, yeah, something, yeah, something about this don't feel right. And I couldn't see out of my window <laughs> and shit. So I'm like, yo, what, what did he, he, I was like, yo, this nigga set us up. So he get to the villa, whatever. The villa, yeah. So the villa itself, it looked nice at night. And it looked nice during the day as well. But we do that. First day, you know, Friday, everybody's going and they drinking, they partying and stuff like that. Um, I wasn't prepared for what niggas do when they go on guy trips. I'm used to mm-hmm. guy trips being like, hey, we're going to go to 
gun range, we're going, you know, we'll do some Mexico shit. Like, we'll go, we'll see women at clubs and stuff like that, but when we leave, we leave, and they there. Um, I wasn't used to the DR where, like, the organizer, not the organizer, but the person who owns the villas and stuff like that, they bring mm-hmm. women to these villas. When I say they bring, like, they have their vehicles and shit like that. They bust women in to the villa so men can hang out with them. Hang out can be whatever you decide that's going to be. Um, they can go and hang out, meaning they can drink with y'all. They can be at the pool, swim and shit like that. Or if you want to fuck on them, you can fuck on them. Prices are dirt cheap from what, you know, people have said. Other guys were saying, oh, like, this, it can cost this much, it can cost this much, whatever. I'm not going to divulge into that because whatever people did on their trip is none of my business. I, I'm leaving that alone. and I'm taking their stories to the grave, right? So we had two excursions that we were supposed to go on. Um, but before we went on those two excursions, we needed to go and get groceries. So we had to go to a local grocery store. Instead of having them go do it for us, they came with us and told us what this meant in, like, English, and this is the right type of meat, blah, 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 blah. A um, little fast forward into the food situation. The reason why I didn't talk for two or three days is because I've literally been shitting my brains out for three days. Um, no! I, I don't know if there was a parasite in the food. I don't know if what was wrong with the food in the DR. It's no disrespect to them. But the moment I got back on U.S. soil, like actual, like, you know, D.C. soil, um, mm. I, I drunk, like, some Gatorade. I went and had a bottle of water, and I had dinner here. I lied to you now. I was curled up in a ball. All night, I did oh, not sleep to the point where I'm I'm literally like flushing myself in the bathroom, like every 10, 15 minutes, constantly in the bathroom. I stepped on the scale at <laughs> 183.7. The next day, I weighed myself and I was 176. Oh my god! And it, so they were like, "Yeah, it's definitely like a parasite or something like that." I was like, no, "That's not a good thing. No, nothing right. about that sounds good." But I'll fast forward from that because I know somebody's like, damn, great, get to the point because we're getting there. Um, we had two excursions, right? So we had the yacht and we had the ATV. I'll completely mm-hmm. skip the ATV. That was fun. I did get a bee sting on the ATV, but. Oh, I mean, my God. Uh, yeah, there's this, this always a story, Greg, but I promise you all these stories are real. But I'll skip the ATV to save people some time. Let's focus on this uh, fucking, uh, this boat. I'm going to just call it this boat. Because it was presumed <laughs> to be a yacht party. Um, yeah. Anybody who's ever been on a yacht knows that yachts usually dock. They dock at a pier, at a, mm-hmm. at a destination where it's like, okay, you walk up a ramp or you walk on a trail in order to get on said boat. Once you get on said boat, then guess what? Then you begin to yacht. When you get to yacht, then you go into the ocean and you, you have your party and then you disembark back at said dock. Shane, I lied to you fucking not. We get to the beach. So you, you see where the story's going. We, yeah. The, 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 vans pull, the vans pull us, meaning the guys, up to the beach. And, you know, some of the guys brought some, like, local girls, to, you know, just to add some flavor to the boat, right? Mm-hmm. So, because you don't want to just be on a yacht party, just niggas, right? So, get on the boat. Well, I'm sorry, not get on the boat. Get on the beach. And we're walking the beach. Now, mind you, these dudes, they don't understand, like, politics of, like, yacht parties at, like, normal yachts and then, yeah. like, going to a domestic place. If you pull up at the beach and you know for a fact you don't see a pier or a dock, you're going to be walking on the beach to get on whatever the fuck you're about to right. do, right? So I told him. I what did they wear? Guy. They wore something man. stupid. Man, all, all, all I'm going to say, and this is no disrespect to my, bro- my brother-in-law and his, his friends and shit like that. I know for a fact my brother-in-law, he wore all white sneakers, 
white pants. I was like, my nigga, this, I was like, you sure you want to do this? I was like, I, I've been to plenty of places, and what you're about to present, what's about to happen is not what you think is going to happen. He's thinking he's going to walk to a yacht, and it's going to be boom, 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 right? None of that. What happens is we walk the beach, and they, mind you, beaches have sand. Anybody yeah. who tells you if you're going to walk on the beach, you need to take your shoes off and walk right. on the sand. They, they think they cool when they're walking on the beach in their fucking white sneakers. And I'm like, okay. That's, that's dumb. Weird. And it makes it harder for you to pick up your foot too long. Man, listen. So, again, <laughs> this is just common. This is logic shit, right? This, this might be one of the wildest episodes we're going to do in a while. But it's going to be a short one. It's going to be a eventful one. So, we, we get there. And next thing you know, some kids walk up to us. And you know how when you go to a different country or something like that, the, the local kids will say, hey, do you want a watch? Do you want a candy or something like that? I'm trying mm-hmm. to sell you something. And the kids walk up to us because they see the large groups. They know that we're about to get on a boat. So I'm thinking we're going to walk a little bit further to get wherever the fuck we need to get. Oh, no, in the middle of the fucking beach, they say, hey, um, you guys are coming with us. We're going to the, the, the boat. They didn't say the yacht. They said the boat. That's why I keep saying the boat, mm-hmm. not the yacht. Um, then Oscar, shout out to Oscar and the DR. I hope he hears this episode. I told him that, you know, we would be posting it and I really hope that he listens to it. Um, I don't have his number, anything like that. Everybody uses WhatsApp over there. Right. But either way, Oscar tells me straight up, he was like, whenever you go on a yacht party here or whatever, he was like, don't pay the women first because women just don't go places with men in the DR without money. Like either they're going to get it before or they're going mm-hmm. to get it after. Like, you you know, the the slogan of you don't pay women to, you know, to fuck you, pay them to leave and shit like that. It mm-hmm. works in the DR that way. You have to pay them to leave. And these women got on this yacht with the intentions of hanging out with these dudes, potentially fucking these dudes, hanging out, drinking, getting fun, getting high and shit like that, right? None mm-hmm. of them spoke a, li- a lick of English, so everything was a transaction. Google Translate, Apple Translate, shit like that. So the dude, Oscar, pulls me aside. And I guess he realized, like, I'm the only one who came to a yacht party dressed like I'm going on a yacht party. I had the, the hat that you see in the profile. I saw you. I said, look at yeah. it. Great. I was, like, I was like, yeah, like, I'm, I'm, I look like I've been somewhere before, right? Like, I'm not yeah. dressing up, like, wearing a button-down shirt and shit. Like, bro, I'm, I'm about to get on a fucking boat. We're going to be speeding on a yacht and shit like that. Like, you want to have something that's going to dry quick or whatever. But getting back to the point, right? So... We, we get we get to the boat uh the what's the name the little the little boat so Oscar says, I hate little boats I hate boats get. period but goddamn no this man he says don't pay them until you you know you get back on land and shout out to who's what yeah uh, WD shout out to you bro you you're about to hear a treat a treat of the store I swear to God so they bring a little boat that carries about eight to nine people to the bigger boat so you got a small like Where's the captain at? Like, I'm the captain now, boat. You've seen Captain <laughs> Yes. So, yeah. So one of those small-ass boats is supposed to carry everybody to the bigger boat. So mm. the bigger the bigger boat, if you've ever seen, uh, like, Forrest Gump, it was a fisherman boat. It wasn't an actual no. yacht. It was, like, it was, like, the little boat where there's, like, a bed, there's a kitchen, there's a little L-shaped couch, and then above is where, like, the fisherman person or whatever like the I don't want to call them the pilot, but the person with the wheel, the steers and shit like that. Yeah. That's the top portion. And then there's the back portion where you saw me sitting in the profile photo. So me, I don't really get motion sickness like that because me, I'll either drink enough before I get there so I don't have to drink a lot, or two, I stay in one spot. That's the trick to getting on boats like cruise mm-hmm. ships and stuff like that. 
or maybe I just have like a really tough stomach when it comes to it. But I do know if you're going to be on a small boat, you always just sit in the center of the boat. It, it's not that hard. If you don't go on the edges and be looking over, look straight. Don't look down. Don't look up. Just look straight. Everything's going to be in front of you anyway. So I'm sitting there cooling and everything like that, having my fun and shit. And the tour is supposed to be three hours. So the uh, yacht party was supposed to be three hours. Started from, I'm sorry, from four o'clock and we were supposed to be back by eight. Shan, I lied to you not. Around 5.15, I'm starting to hear everybody, rr, rr, what, what's going on? Uh, rr, rr. Like, people's stomachs are getting upset and shit. Mm-hmm. And one, one, one girl comes down, the, like, the little ramp or whatever, the little stairs or whatever, and she starts to throw up. And before she no. throws up, I was like, sweetheart, I told her, I was like, sweetheart, you're on the back of the boat. The last thing I want you to do is throw up, and all that shit that you're throwing up forward goes to the back of the boat and hits all of us. I was right. like, I need you to, if you want to throw up, you throw up down, like south. You put your head down and you throw up. She doesn't listen, and I lie to you not. Her throw up goes with the wind, and obviously boat, all the wind is going back trail. And all you see is whatever fucking food and alcohol she ate just, yes. just going towards the back of the boat, right? Now, this wouldn't normally be a bad thing if this boat wasn't, it wasn't a yacht party that included food. When I'm thinking, okay, a yacht party including food, I'm thinking like, all right, we got a chef there, we got a little full mini bar. Shan, they had a little, like, Weber grill attached to the back of the boat on the right-hand side where mm-hmm. they threw some chicken wings on there because I guess they figured, oh, they black, they like chicken and shit. They cooked the chicken on the back of the boat as we're, st- as we're like, speeding through the fucking ocean. I was like, yo, I got fucking ocean chicken. Like, th- who the fuck want ocean chicken, right? I don't want this. So naturally, I know if it was cooked now, I'm like, you know what? Just make mine extra crispy. My shit sat on my plate from the moment we got on that boat to the moment we got off. But fast forward into that story because this is where it gets good. Remember I told you, people, you know, the homegirl was throwing up? After she throws mm-hmm. up, my future brother-in-law and a couple other people were like, well, Greg, you know, can you tell them, like, yo, like, people starting to get seasick? Blah, blah, blah. I was like, you don't get seasick on yacht, like, on yachts. Because there's enough room. Because the boat supposed to be big enough to seal the current. And exactly. I'm like, you're on a, a a speed fisherman boat, pretty much. You're not on a yacht. And they're arguing me down about it. I was like, bro, like, you got talked into this shit. Like, I try to tell y'all, like, y'all man is a bad coordinator of trips. But whatever. So I'm trying to tell them, like, you realize, like, this big-ass boat isn't going to pull up on sand. I told them what's going to happen is the same way y'all got on this boat, you have to get off that the same way, which means that that small boat <laughs> that everybody got on to get on this boat, y'all got to wait for that small ass boat to pull up here and then carry y'all ass back on land. So they're like, whatever, we just got to do it, blah, 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 blah. So the small boat gets back there, you know, to the bigger boat, and the guys and the girls are trying to jump off the, like, out of the middle of the fucking ocean, jumped off the boat, and one dude, his foot literally fell in the fucking ocean because he didn't realize, I'm like, bro, you can't just stand on the, like, the ledge of a back of a boat and jump down into a smaller boat. I was like, you will fuck yourself up or just fall straight into the ocean, either way. So, needless to say, we get back on land or whatever, and the girls are like, yo, we want to get paid, and the guys are like, well, what are we paying you for? I was like, yo, you, you don't want to do this, right? So, oh my god! Yeah, th- there's that. Then the we get back, everybody else is seasick. All the guys like we're gonna take a nap, we're gonna drink, we're gonna smoke, blah 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 blah. We go to the strip club that night. Um, 
go to the strip club that night. We wake up the next day, and there's a random woman that nobody could explain why she was there, but her car's parked in. And mind you, it's a private villa. Nobody else has private cars and shit. She just shows up. Nobody knows what she's doing there or whatever. And without saying too much, she left, but she was an important, she was an important piece politically to mm-hmm. this town. And in order to not piss her off, we had to be like, you know what? Like, you have a nice day. We had to talk to her nice in order for her to leave. So there was that. We get to the ATVs. I told you there was that. Um, then, obviously, I told you about me getting sick. So that was that batch, you know, the whole situation with the bachelor party. Um, mm-hmm. I left. I left with more money than I went with because the money that was supposed to be going towards food and things like that, I didn't have to spend. And this is where I wanted to conclude that with the bachelor party story. Um, go to an all-inclusive resort. Shannon and I have been talking about this shit for six months. Six, seven months, as long as I've been you know, helping with this trip, talking about this trip and stuff like that. I know villas sound fun. They sound exclusive and stuff like that, but unless you have Unless you're going for a guy trip where you plan on getting ass and having pussy and shit like that, you're essentially paying for a resort where you have to do everything itemized. So regardless if you're going to Mexico, Dubai, DR, something like that, a villa in theory sounds nice hanging out with your friends until you find mm-hmm. out who your friends are. In, for in real, friends, like who yeah. they really are when you ain't around. <laughs> yes, so... And I'm, I'm going to just give you three. There's three different types of people. So there's the people who, you know, want to have fun. They're like, yo, I spent my money. I'm going to have as much fun as fun, you know, as possible. That's that group like me. Like, yo, if I pay this money, we're doing every fucking thing. Excursions, drinking, food, all that shit. That's that group. Then you got that group of friends who probably over the shit and they broke as fuck and they just, they spent their money in the first two days. Mm. This trip had that as well. That group of friends was like, you know what, after Saturday, they like, yo, like, I ain't spending no more money, blah, 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 blah. But then at every turn, they want to spend money on shit. Like, one guy, I had to tell him, and there was no disrespect to him. I was like, bro, like, you drinking all the goddamn alcohol, but you, like, had $200, like, the entire fucking trip. Like, you can't, like, we're buying, like, bottles of alcohol at these bars and shit. You're trying to tell me you just, like, he's down in the alcohol. Like, this shit is fucking, like, lemonade, right? And mm-hmm. I bought a bottle, and the bottle itself was like, and the DR like equated to like 150 bucks, and it, I think it was like, um, like Johnny Walker, like black or blue label. So I buy this shit, and mind you, Johnny Walker at home is like 35, 40 bucks, right? So I shouldn't have had to pay 150 dollars somewhere else, but that's the price of capital, right? I get there, and this man, he's pouring the shit out of it, and then a girl comes and talks to him, he's pouring it for her, and I said, sweetheart. Mm-mm. That shit's mine. I took that goddamn drink from her, and I started drinking it right in her face. I was like, yo, for $150, you get none. You bet he can take you to the goddamn bar. Like, I don't give mm-hmm. bitches or not. And no, no disrespect, but for $150, I know how it works in the States. Like, people will come up to you, drink up all your shit, and magically disappear. Mm-mm. If you're going to disappear, at least put $20 on the table. At least show me you're interested, right? So that's that second group of friends. And then we have one guy who – he was actually one of the cooler ones of the group. He knew for a fact what he did want to do and what he didn't want to do. So whenever, how can I put it? Whenever he knew we were about to do something, he would just intentionally get drunk and fall asleep so nobody would ask him to do shit. That's cheap, and we do see your message. We'll play it, but that's corny, yeah. and those are the type of people you don't want to go on trips with. Yuck. Yep. Yeah, definitely, like, 
I, I can say, like, maybe we need to have an episode, like, where we talk, or, you know, maybe, like, next week or something, where we talk about this in, like, not detail, but, like, using, like, our podcast friends and stuff like that. Like, if we were to, like, go out with people on a vacation somewhere, like, hey, like, if we did that same trip to, like, the DR or Mexico or something like that, like, I can tell you now, Greg's going to be that friend that is going to be like, yo, if I'm doing everything, we doing everything. But I'm also mm-hmm. not going to be that friend that is doing early-ass excursions. That is my only rule <laughs> when it comes to vacation. Vacation means one thing to me, which is we're going to have fun, but I also need time to relax. I don't want to feel like when I got off vacation that I went and worked for my vacation. Yeah. I don't want to be up all day. Like, last night, Shan, I was up until, like, 6.45, and I had a flight at 10 a.m. Because we were out at the nightclub the night that we're leaving. So by the time we got back, yeah. So imagine, like, and then luckily I had, like, a three-hour flight, and then I had the layover, and then I had another, like, hour, I had an hour layover, and then I had another hour and a half flight. So I could sleep on those flights. But just imagine, like, if we had to call an Uber, go here and here and here and here. Like, I was like, yo, I don't want to do that. So I had to monitor what I was drinking, how drunk I could be, and stuff like that. That's annoying. And it kills your mood. Yes. So... I, I definitely think we need to do that. Um, that was the bachelor party. Um, really, let's brief, play. Let's play this work. message. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Um, Shout out to M. What? What is this? Yo, what's going on? What's going on? What's up? Greg, I just want to put it out there. Thank you for not eating that ocean chicken. What ocean chicken? What? <laughs> this crazy story. Oh, I'm here for it. I'm listening. What's going on, guys? Yeah. What's going on, man? Yeah, man. Do not fucking eat ocean chicken. Um, when you Jeez. the thing is, um, as somebody who I don't want to sit here and act like I'm like the most traveled man in the world. I'm just really fucking frugal. Um, mm-hmm. Rule of thumb for me: if you're going to go on an excursion, like everything, number one needs to be all inclusive. Whatever the fuck trip you're going on, if that shit's not all inclusive, you're gonna end up spending more money. Um, I know for a fact that the guys, they spent money on women and like women, alcohol, and stuff like that. And mind you, we brought the alcohol, right? Mm-hmm. The food we had to pay for, right? We also had to tip the drivers for gas. There was, it was like shit that just, it's so minute. It's like if we had just stayed at the resort, all the shit would have been included. It would have felt much better knowing every day you woke up, you could have got drunk if you want. You could go to a nightclub. You could eat whenever you want. Shannon, there were days that we didn't eat dinner till like 8, 30, 9 o'clock because they were starting to cook for 10 fucking people at like five thirty, six o'clock and they had different dishes they had to cook. So I got tired of eating like, you know, like shredded chicken and like steak. I'm like, bro, like I want a meat like I want you to like stop giving me buffet food. I want actual, actual fucking food. Like when yeah. I look at my plate, my plate don't look like everybody else. So also when it comes to villas and I just want to say this really quickly, vegetables and shit like that, um the the best man, he was like, yo, I don't eat vegetables in other states. I was like, Nick, but you, you know, <laughs> where? Like, yo, like, I, I don't know about anybody else. I, like, have been working towards, like, getting ready for, like, the summer and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I don't want to pile on the pounds with fucking rice and beans and chicken. Like, yo, give me some fucking vegetables. <laughs> Basically, like, I'm not trying to shit on my vacation. I'm trying to exactly. chill. Exactly. That's what I'm telling you. When I look at that scale, and I'm going to send you the screenshot of, like, the before weight and the after. You're like, Greg, how the fuck you lose that much weight? Honestly, I ate and drunk so much shit that probably was bad, and mm-hmm. I'm assuming it was a parasite shit, and then came back 
lost that shit. So now I'm just like, all right, as long as I keep it off for the wedding. When I, uh, we got our suits when we got back, right? So my suit came yeah. in two days ago. Mm-hmm. When my suit came in, Shan, I put the shit on. The pants don't fit. I had to take them to the black tux today and get a whole new mm-hmm. pair of pants because I've lost that much weight. Oh, my God. Since since what? Um, I think, like, since January, I've been obviously like trying to eat better and stuff like that. But that additional seven-something pounds that I lost, that helped <laughs> as well. But that was the bachelor party. Um, I don't want to dive into too many details because, you know, I don't want to incriminate the people who are guilty. Yeah. And me, as somebody <laughs> who was innocent. Um, I will say this, though. Um, I found out what no leche means. Um, no leche is no milk. No, I'm thinking, right. like, women women are offering to, like, let you touch their boobs or something like that. I'm um, done. No, yeah. Um, no leche is a woman's way in, like, other countries and stuff like that. And it, it may just be exclusive to the DR is their way of saying that they want to make a man nut. Now, women, uh, yeah. So, yeah, so when a, a woman comes up to you or something like that, and she's like, leche, leche, she's not saying, like, let's go or some shit like that, which is what I was thinking. They're like, leche, like, I'm, I'm trying to make you come, which means that they are basically, like, they're sex workers or women who want to do, do the nasty with you, Yeah. Right? So, yeah, whenever you hear leche or no leche or something like that, that's basically them saying, like, you're you, you trying to fuck, you're trying to do this, this, and this. So something I learned, something that you guys can learn as well, it, it was just a bit of a bit of information. Um, but again, That's going to be the title of today's episode, No, no Leche. Le- yes, yes. Um, On Monday, look for a No Leche episode. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I get back to work. And we're fully enthralled into this cap season at work. And um, I had an argument with, uh, argument with my boss because I'm one of those type of people where if I take vacation, I shouldn't have to come back and work twice as hard to catch people up. Um, I get back to work, and it seemed like nothing was done. Um, everything was in disarray. Everything was out of order. And I copped a fit. I was like, yo, like, I'm gone Thursday, Friday, um, Monday. And then I took – Greg went back to work like, y'all have one job. Yeah, but his, and I wouldn't have done that, Shane, if it didn't look like it intentionally looked like, well, we know Greg is going to be back on Tuesday because they figure, mm-hmm. okay, I was coming back on Tuesday, so we just going to bullshit through the work Thursday, Basically. Friday, and Monday. So then I end up having four days of work when I get back, right? So mm-hmm. I said something, and naturally my boss, because of nepotism, he's like, he and I are friends on the scope. When I say friends, meaning like I can talk to him about things without mm-hmm. telling him too much, but also know, like, yo, you, you still my boss and we still co-workers. Anybody who tells you, like, hey, I got friends at work, they a fucking lie. Like, yeah, just mm. know y'all cool, y'all ain't friends. Take that for what it is. It's the absolute truth. So, he and I get into an argument because he's defended one of the guys that he's friends with in the office that's on our team. Because mm-hmm. that guy is supposed to be somebody who if I'm out of the office, he's supposed to help with work. He doesn't help with work, he delegates. What he does is says, you know what, I don't want to do something, so I'm going to delegate it to somebody else. Yeah. And I don't like that. So I come back, and I'm like, yo, this four days of work that's messed up. And me being the lead of my little, like, like little core things that I do, they looked at me, be like, okay, well, Greg's out, so who was doing that shit? And nobody had an answer for it. So naturally, that's okay, so if nobody has an answer, then Greg has an answer when I'm back. And I'm like, yo, I have no fucking clue. Why would you have like, the answer when you wasn't even there? Exactly, and that's the thing. They knew I didn't have the answer. They just wanted me to confirm, like, yo, like these dickheads just didn't want to do any work because I'm not uh. here. They already they already noticed, 
it was just more so they want to hear it. Because if they hear it, then it's like, okay, we know Greg, you know, he does work because when he was here, the shit was done. The day he's out, nothing's done. And it's different, you know, if you're out for one day. But when you're out for four days and we go from having, like, 17 cases to, like, 140 cases and none of them right. are done. So when I get right. I get back on Thursday, Shan, and I'm, look, I'm like, oh, there's 165 cases that weren't done. I was like, how the fuck are none of these cases done? And they're like, oh, well, you know, well, we were expecting you back on Tuesday. And I'm like, okay. And with the expectation of, you know, expectation of me not being there, did you still do the work or did you say, you know what, we're just going to wait until he gets back? He might be back on Wednesday. He might be back on Thursday. So when I come back on Thursday and they had to start catching up because the email reports were starting to be sent. And they were like, yo, we still haven't received work from Friday. And I was like, wait, y'all, y'all didn't get no work from Friday? Y'all just did nothing. So, you know, less, uh, long story less long. Boss and I, we get into it, and he wants to be right. I was like, you know what? If you want to be right, fuck it. I ain't going to say nothing else. I stood up and just let him vent for a second. He, then he tried to pull the car. He was like, you know, well, the other guy that, you know, I was saying that he didn't want to do any work. He's lazy, which is the truth, and everybody knows he's lazy. I was like, yo, like, I understand you and him are friends, but he plays on y'all friendship to do nothing. It's, mm-hmm. it's like there's no work that needs to be done. And you don't know how to decipher the friendship versus telling him. What he does is he tells him that, you know, he's, like, under him. Like, he should rely on him to get things done. But instead of relying on him to get things done, what he does is he delegates the work that he was told to do to everybody else. And then when it doesn't get done, he's confused. Like, oh, I I just didn't know. It's like, bro, you've been doing – he's been at this firm for maybe, like, seven, eight years. And he's been on the chopping block, like, eight or nine times, right? So it's like, okay. Everybody can't be fucking up, and then you just keep scapegoating the entire time. So I told Jess, I was like, you know, whenever we close on the house, then I'm going to go in, you know, we close on the house, we get the keys, I'm going to start shopping the resume and stuff like that. Lead me to this last story, and then we got to get the chance stuff. So we put an offer on the house while we were at the, in the DR. So there was a house. Oh, my was, God. Yeah. Put, this is now our fourth or fifth offer on the house. We've got mm-hmm. denied on every single one. So this one, we say we're going to switch it up. We're going to waive the contingencies, right? The inspect, uh, inspection contingency, uh, contingency, we're going to waive that shit. The appraisal, we will, you know, we didn't waive the appraisal. It was like, fuck that. We're not doing that. But there was another thing that we waived. Um, oh, the thing like uh, asking for like uh, closing assistance. So if you say mm-hmm. like a house, like your closing cost might be twenty, thirty thousand dollars If you ask for like $10,000 in closing, like cost help, some houses, mm-hmm. some owners will let you get that. Some won't. So this house was four twenty nine. We put in an offer for four fifty. We came in second place. The only reason we came in second place is because the other person did an appraisal gap of ten thousand dollars. The appraisal gap for anybody who's not familiar basically says like if the house, if you bought the house at like four fifty, and the house only appraises for like four thirty, you will you know. Make sure that you pay the difference between those prices, right? So, mm-hmm. if the house appraises at like four thirty, and you put in an offer for four fifty, like you will do the difference in however much you put. So they put in a ten thousand dollar gap, which would cover up to like four forty, four fifty, whatever, right? Whatever that mm-hmm. offer was, we didn't do the appraisal gap, so we lost out. Only for two days mm-hmm. later, Shane, I lied to you not. My agent calls me and was like, well, that other house, they backed out and the agent... I hate that because it's kind of like you might move on thinking you got to look somewhere else and that shit that you wanted and you offered on is actually still available. Exactly. Or or 
what's happening now is a lot of houses that we are looking at. That's why we're not even going. We're not bothering like we were when we were going to like five or six different houses, burning gas mm-hmm. and shit like that. We're like, yo, what's gonna happen is people gonna over ask on these prices. Then they're gonna be back on the market in a week because people realize like, yo, I'm not trying to pay over. Like we were, uh, we were willing, you know, saying to pay over. And the reason why is we did the comps, we did the numbers. So that house, it said that it was valued. They put the asking price for 429 right but in mm-hmm. 11 months from the time that it sold being like say if it sells in june in 11 months from then it would be worth four hundred and fifty thousand dollars because of inflation mm-hmm. things like that that's why we put that price in but some people they were just like you know what we're just gonna throw 470 at it and then like this buyer they had buyer's remorse they were like we don't want it blah 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 blah, blah. so naturally the agent calls my agent and i was like oh well you know do you guys are you still wanting the house and you know my wife she gets cold feet a little bit she's like oh you know it's a lot of it's a lot of money great blah 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 it's, like, Yo, it's, it's the perfect house like we want a three-bedroom house it's a four-bedroom house we want you know at least two and a half bath this shit has three and a half i'm like oh like it has these things it has a backyard that's fenced in it's right in the proximity of the metro it has a pool all, all these things that we want and shit right so it's like we might as well get it and houses like that don't come up often where they call you back and they want you to have the house. But the icing on the cake, Sam, was when we found out that the selling agent for that house mm-hmm. is friends with our lender. So the person who, like, the company, like a loan officer or whatever, who loans us the money in order to purchase that home mm-hmm. is friends with the person who's selling the house. So they're pretty much trying to throw the house at us. Like, it will take, take the house if you want it. Just say, I want the house. But we, we stalled for a fucking hour and a half, and then I guess that gave the other people an opportunity kind of like, I guess their agent to talk them, you know, like, I guess talk sentence to them and say, you know what, like, go get this house, blah, blah, blah. So we're still waiting to hear if they completely backed out, if they're still going for it or not. But mm-hmm. for now, the market is ass. Um, there's nothing on the market that we've looked at that we enjoyed, so we just like, fuck that. Um, and, and tying this in, because I want to get to Shan, um, I come back officially on Twitter on Wednesday of last week. And I'm looking at Twitter. I was like, yo, something don't feel right. So obviously mm-hmm. I already heard about the Elon shit. I was like, whatever. I, I don't think that's as big of a deal as everybody's making it. But I'm yeah. starting to notice that like our, our inner workings of like black content creators, black podcasters and, and, and people of that nature, they've been talking a lot of slick shit. And like, yeah, it, it just, it's, it's not even to anybody in particular. It's just they be talking shit. It's like, why? So I, I go into these little spaces. I go into, like, just, like, the comments, and I look at the tweets and stuff, and it's people that we follow. It's people that I know. Like, even people, just local people, and they talk shit to each other. I'm like, yo, do y'all really hate people this much? Like, mm-hmm. maybe it's, maybe it was, like, me having that fresh from vacation brain was like, you know what? Don't nothing in the world matter, so fuck everything. But then when I dug deep down, I was like, yo, like, I really don't like social media anymore. Mm. I, 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 I love talking to you. I love talking to, like, Baylor and Trick and, like, like our little core group of friends and stuff like that. But then when I look, like, outside of that scope and stuff like that, I'm like, okay, maybe it's because we keep it to the point where it's like we know about each other, but we, we don't use the shit that we know about each other for ammo. But then when I go on other places, I'm like, yo, you motherfuckers really, you don't like other people. That's what that is. It's like, like y'all it's are... like they don't have anything to build on as far as conversation. 
So yeah. people be having like these small poly pocket um, in the windows mm-hmm. with each other. It'd be people in spaces that really fuck in real life. Mm-hmm. And they call each other out in the middle of a topic that's not even on topic. Mm-hmm. And then so you're just sitting in there and then you have people who are very clicky to the point where yep. y'all made a space open to everybody. I might come into the space. I'm trying to figure out what y'all talking about. And they ain't talking about nothing, but they get mm-hmm. offended that you're listening to them not talk about nothing. Yep. How are you offended? I'm trying to figure out why you yep. in spaces and not on the telephone if you want to keep it, you know, uh, G classified. Yeah, because they ugly, honestly, man. <laughs> they ugly. Like, and when I say ugly, I know somebody can be like, oh, they talking about looks. Like, no, like a lot of people's spirits are just ugly as fuck, man. And yeah. Like that's why like I'm grateful for the people like the core group of friends that like I have, including you, um, and even the friends I don't talk to often enough. Like out, like my guy friends, Greg. You don't really speak like you used to. I'm like, bro. Like I'm just I'm trying to live like like I can't yeah. be really like dictating like my happiness on a lot of other people. But I notice a lot of people. The only way they they can be happy or feel validated is through socializing. Like they feel like they or can't through or through, through somebody else's downfall. Look how many people yeah. were just like on social media behind that Will and Jaden shit because you have exactly. nothing to talk about. Exactly, and even I gave that up because I'm like, yo, like we we had our little day, our little moment in the sun to talk about it, but it's like, you know, we don't mm-hmm. have to continue this for three weeks because right. there's always going to be new like news and stuff to talk about, but nobody ever wants to talk about it. Um, like yesterday, I went into a room, um. On, on Clubhouse. I was like, you know what, let me just jump on Clubhouse again. Let me see what they got going on. First room I jumped mm-hmm. into was something to the effect of um, do like, do black women support, um, why don't black women support Still? each other? Yeah, it, it, it was, the, but here's the thing, it was an interesting topic because it was one of those it was one of those uh, subjects rather. So the topic itself dealt where men weren't supposed to answer. It was one of those things where it was supposed to be like a woman-to-woman talk and men could be there. Men could mm-hmm. listen. But it was like women talking to women, not talking at them. But the issue is there were certain women who, in the midst of this conversation, were directing that because they didn't have anybody else to direct it to, to men. Yeah. It's like, no, women are talking to women about women and why. But they, that's the epitome know. of the problem that women can't hold other women accountable, that they, they start to play a blame game. Don't be a stranger to the Mount Stereo shop with Teespring, okay? All the merch from us for you is on the shop, okay? Just put in loud mouth, M-O-U-F, stereo shop. And you know, the internet has this thing that it's going to do. It's going to shirt. Boop, 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 boop. And it's going to bring up our shop where you can support the podcast, support Greg, support Shan by promoting Lime Out Stereo Podcast while being in something comfy or having a mug while showing support. We appreciate y'all. Thank you for coming through to listen every Saturday at 930 on Stereo App. We appreciate you. And don't forget to leave a review. Now back to the show. the opposite sex exactly and it, it just hurts so much to like not only here but more so like when the other women were trying to make logic of the situation it was just like not like 
y'all don't understand. It's like, okay, personal trauma is definitely a thing, but don't nobody want to hear your personal trauma on every topic. Mm-hmm. Every topic doesn't need to be a personal, like, thing for you. It can't possibly be this way. But honestly, it's, it's social media. And I, I would personally advise people to maybe get yourself a personal Twitter. Well, I say personal Twitter. Get you an account where the shit is locked. Where no, literally, when people tell you you got haters, you can't have haters because you don't have followers. It's literally a <laughs> chamber where you could just tweet to yourself. Um, that honestly, that's how I started my Twitter. I started my Twitter as a locked Twitter account where the people that saw my Twitter were like, you know, Q, Darren, and a couple like my friends and shit like that. It was my eco chamber for me where people who I trusted to see saw my thoughts, and that was it. Once you come out of that eco, that locked like eco chamber of okay, now I want people to hear what I have to say. Well, then you have to stand on that shit and you have to own it. People don't want to own the shit that they say. They want to say it regardless if it's fact or fiction and say, you know what it's going to be? This. Even though you're telling me something that completely contradicts this, that guess what? You verify that that's true. They're like, I understand that, but. And I remember you saying this a couple months ago when, like, you completely got off a of clubhouse. You were like, yo, people just like to argue about, like, shit. Like, mm-hmm. even if it doesn't need to be argued or, like, mm-hmm. how can I put it? Some people just want to be the, the loudest nigga in the room and I've even I've been that guy sometimes I have to be like completely transparent I've been that guy was like I have to have like a, a word in the argument I have to say something in order to make my point and then I just started thinking I was like oh what's the point I'm not here to change right. anybody's opinion like sometimes I need to learn new information and one day I said it and I was like yo that it felt good to say I was like you know what that's new information I, I wouldn't have thought about it that way until I heard it from somebody else once I did that, I said, yo, I, what do I need Clubhouse for? What are spaces? Like, I don't jump in spaces like right. that anymore, like, outside of Drake's. And I was like, yo, like, the reason why is because I was going in there with the mindset of I want to learn, but I also want to teach. A lot of motherfuckers can't be taught. And a lot of people don't want to A lot it. of so people like, don't want to be taught. Yeah. They just want to be loud and wrong. Exactly. And that's why when you said it, I was like, you know what? Yeah, Clubhouse can go. So it sits in a folder now. It, the hype has already died. The people who, you know, were popping on there, they done either fucked each other and they started beefing <laughs> or, you know, they became messy. Like, I think one dude came out as, like, bisexual. He was, like, one of the main dudes and shit. He was talking, you know, these hoes ain't this, blah, 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 blah. And then he had, like, a breakdown moment on club. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, mm-hmm. it, it's weird. It's like, these are people who, you know, for a fact, talk shit about y'all on social media. And the first place you go... It's social media to tell them this information, and you're wondering why with your arms up. Like, yo, how do they know all this stuff? Dummy, you keep tweeting. They talk too much. Yes, it's right there. Get a journal, the day one app. Get that. I'm telling you, the day one app where you can write your thoughts, your Apple Notes app, it's free. Write your thoughts, and I can guarantee you, some people just need to honestly just turn their cell network off, like the cellular network, when they're about to make mm-hmm. and just leave that shit a draft. Leave it a draft. Mm. I can guarantee you, if you look at half the shit that you thought you were going to tweet two days later, you'd be like, why the fuck did I even think of that? Listen, it, it loses momentum. You have yeah. to say it at a certain point. But what you said is true. I had to explain to my mom, like, this is why I had to get off a of clubhouse. Like, people be on there that have no, no type of uh, mm-hmm. know-how or knowledge. Mm-hmm. And I had to break it down to her. I said, let's say if Anya, my eight-year-old, 
didn't know nothing about Clubhouse and she got on Clubhouse and she went through a few rooms and she heard a little bit of information. She would possibly get the confidence to create a room, create a persona. Like she knew what she was talking about and then get people to come in the room that actually know what they're talking about. Yep. Play second fiddle to make them feel big and bad, like they're mm-hmm. worth something. And then that person ego is on a hundred thinking that they have something to offer people whether it's knowledge or opportunity or um, Mm -hmm. the possibility for them to make their business better but they really don't know anything and they keep you know letting people okay we're gonna let seven people come on stage and talk this but they can never hold a room by themselves man I I knew we were doomed when at least on Clubhouse when there was a girl who was trying to fact check a doctor and she like embroidered <laughs> water bottles. And I was like, what the fuck? You're literally telling a doctor that they're wrong. And obviously this is like at the height of COVID and stuff like that. And then she caught COVID and then she was like, well, I've had it. So I know blah, 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 blah. And it's like, like, you realize this is a constant, like ever evolving thing that certain, I feel like COVID is now in that bubble where it's like, yo, like, if you don't know shit, just don't speak on shit. Like, it's like politics, religion, and now COVID is in that listing as well. Like, certain things, it's like, yo, read the room, and if nobody know, if you don't know enough, just don't say anything at all. But Clubhouse is one of those spots where everybody's an armchair expert, and if they feel like they don't have the answer, they just feel like they can talk over you. And that it's just never been my ministry. And I think my last point that I'm going to make about Clubhouse, because I don't even like, want to speak on it, is that the green bean shit, that was the detriment to that app because it made a lot of people <laughs> feel like, you know what? If I have a green bean, I'm important. I'm a moderator right. of something. But I'm like, have you ever been to like a panel where you like you go into a conference room or you go into like a, a venue and it's like a big stage? Like, you know how Apple has that keynote every year and it's like the guy, Tim Cook, he's on stage and he like sometimes he might say, hey, does everybody, does anybody have a question? and people raise their hands and stuff like that, they never talk back at Tim Cook like he's not the fucking owner of that company. Can you imagine a person that's in the audience who might make fucking $40,000 a year telling Tim Cook, uh, the fucking like owner of a multi-billion dollar company, like, yeah, I understand what you think you know, but no. Like, no. Like, that's why that whole that, uh, the stage versus the audience thing and then the moderator thing. It, it just, it, it brought out the professional voice, not the professional voice, the interviewer. I said this, and I said yeah. this again. The best moderator that I've never known to be on Clubhouse is Drake from Everything Culture, mm-hmm. because he always gave people, like, the comfort, whether you're new, always coming in, or, you know, whatever, to talk. And he never felt like, oh, this is my space. I'm all this space. You can't be up here. And uh, 4K does, like, a good moderating yeah. of, mm-hmm. um, you know, on Clubhouse. But everybody mm-hmm. else is on some, excuse me, uh, we're not yep. going to get into that. But thank you for your opinion. Um, not yep. to be rude, but you are being rude. Yep. But it, it's just a space for people to be rude. I, I don't like it. I'm not really a fan of it. So I don't I don't want to say I retire and then I jump on that bitch tomorrow. Because sometimes, I, I ain't going to lie, I sit there and just let the drama fester. I'm like, you know what? This is interesting. Like, I would literally get on that bitch if there's, like, nothing going on spaces or, like, tweets look dry. 
and I don't have anything to watch on TV, I'm like, let me just go ahead and just look at this real quick. Let me go and like listen to people talk their shit for a little while. And and when I tell you, listening to some listening to people talk sometimes, even as a podcaster, is the most informative thing ever. A lot of our podcast yeah. episodes, they don't know it, Shan, but you and I know a lot of the shit that we do for our shows, we've thought them through because we've heard other people talk about them. Right. And even even with us, this is one of the few episodes where we don't have like a topic. It's just more so just you and I just shooting the shit. Like we could literally just do this without the microphone and stuff like that. It's just one of those things where we're comfortable with this. It's like why not, you know, share it to the world? But we're also not coming at people like, oh, we're experts at things. Even when we were doing like the podcast episodes and like the sex toy episode, we were coming at it with a thing that's like, oh, y'all can teach us something as well. Like it, to me, I'm all about learning, but I don't want to be an expert at anything. I just need as much information as possible. But a lot of those people on those apps, I'm like, yo, like you have all the fucking answers and you're still wrong. But there's always going to be somebody in the audience that's like, you know what? I actually know what that's about. I, I know Which that, like, brings me. Yeah, go for it. Which brings me to. Um. My vent on corny people. Oh, let's go. Let's that go. be corny people. And let me focus on the uh, section of podcasting. You can't make a show about support and about people possibly being phony and how you need to come together while you're in a, a show not being honest mm-hmm. while you're being phony talking about support and what's real support and I need people to to stop getting airheaded about social media if you don't have more than a hundred posts on your Instagram or your website if you don't have over a certain amount of followers that you're engaging in discussion whether it's on Twitter your blog or TikTok there is no need for you to have your social media marketing person. Especially if your social media marketing person that you swear you have doesn't even know the contact information for the person that's supposed to be on your show. Mm. And this too, and I talked to Baylor about this and we will do a dual show because he touched on it a little bit Mm. about checks and balances with Baylor from BTG for President podcast last episode where he was talking about how he has to balance his time even with this podcasting shit which is true and that brings me to this point if you ask me as a podcaster as a creator as a mother as a woman that minds her business and schedules shit out Greg you know Mm -hmm. okay Mm-hmm. don't ask me for my time a month in advance on a particular day at a certain time and not follow through or not let me know you want to reschedule don't have me show up first to mm-hmm. your show don't hit me 30 minutes later for your show that you didn't even have the decency to check in with and I talked about this you cannot say that you follow Shambi Potten on any motherfucking platform and then be a sorry ass podcaster. There's no way. Because you've seen when I said this is what you need to do if you do a collab with people. Check in with them to make sure the date that you have set to do a collab or a show 
or an event is still good because life be happening. And you know me, I'm completely cool about life happening because life does happen, especially with you, especially yep. with me. Right. And I'm understanding of that. You have to be. But don't do it on the day and the time of the show and be 30 minutes late and then hit yep. me with, oh, yep. my fault. No, Your fault what? Your fault what? Oh, I didn't I didn't send you the link. Well, if you really was prepared to do the show, you would have already sent me the link now and we could just continue the show. But the problem is not that you didn't send the link. The problem is you scheduled this time out. Mm-hmm. We agreed to this time. You failed to prepare. Yep. But yet you asked for my time. So this is I'm I'm to a point where like it's not about being cocky. It's not about feeling like you need a certain level of of intellect in order to speak to me is more so like maybe you about how you do shit on your level mm-hmm. and you're and you value your time on your level but I value my time on a different level and that's okay but I'm not even going to continue the conversation about possibly rescheduling i'm not going to continue the conversation of making you feel like oh it's okay because you dry apologize and i'm not going to continue the conversation in key 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 about videos that are funny and continue this this impersonal engagement like it's all cool just because you dry ass said i apologize yeah um, my fault and then and then back it up by telling me what you admire about what I do. Yeah. Shut the fuck up. What I was saying was people who ask for your time are corny because they wasted people who be ill prepared for people that they ask for their time. It's corny to me. And I don't care what your profession is. It's corny. I don't care if if you're looking for a job and someone has given you an opportunity to present on why you should be hired and you know you don't want that job by the time you hang up that phone from scheduling that interview. The respectable thing to do is to send an email and say that Another opportunity has come up and sorry for wasting their time or sorry um, for the inconvenience because it is an inconvenience because people be having shit to do. Um, I will not go back on what I said when it comes to this podcasting thing. I'm at a point where I'm just going to say no because saying no has no regrets when it comes to opportunities that were never going to be opportunities anyway but back to the show um <laughs> I, 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 don't, I don't really have a punchline uh, i just like I, i'm learning that i i want to be nicer i'm trying to be mm-hmm. nicer i'm just not there yet um i still have a lot in me that needs to like to be worked and that's, that's like being a dad being a married guy and all that other stuff but more importantly just like being tolerant of like things that I wouldn't do when I see them being done in a way that I wouldn't normally do them, I still get upset because I'm like, yo, like that doesn't make sense to me. 
But now right. what I do is I just don't say things. Because I'm like, okay, like, I know in my head that's wrong. I know that I wouldn't do it that way. When I see other people do it, I used to before, I used to be like, yo, don't do it this way. Do it mm-hmm. my way. Do it the way that Greg would normally do it. But the issue is everybody works differently. So what I do is I just don't say anything anymore. I just am like, you know what? I'm going to let them work that out. But at the same time, I'm going to go and do other things elsewhere until you figure shit out. So in your circumstance, like a lot of people, like they're going to want your time on their time. And it's like, that's not how that works. Like if, we, if we're going to be on the same page here, like if you mm-hmm. are on, you know, chapter two and I'm on chapter seven, we're clearly not on the same page. Like, let Man. me like I can help you get through that book. I can read it to you. I can go and tell you so you can skip ahead, but we need to be on the same page. And even when we're on the same page, you can't be reading slower than I am because then that just means, like, I'm just going to end up having to read this to you again in order for you to keep up. I'm not in the business of doing that. Um, I think you and I, we started the year with the mind frame of, like, where we wanted the podcast to go, where we wanted our own separate podcast to go, where we wanted to be as content creators. And I think Mm -hmm. we're on that trajectory. Like everything from the Twitters, the TikToks, Instagram, everything is aligned in the way that it needs to because we're doing all the things we said we were going to do. And right. like having people like you and us both having like Baylor and Drake and seeing other people doing shit and continuously doing shit by the actions and not the words, that shit means so much. So when you have the issue that you had where it's like, okay, people say they want to do things and then they don't do it it's like, yo, like but I have people who I can actually readily go to who do what they say and mean it but then you have people like you who like it's hard to give you a chance when you continuously are showing why you don't deserve it like that shit to me it, mm-hmm. it always bothers me so now I'm trying to do a little bit better by just not even like how can I say it without being a complete asshole like not giving people chances like I'd rather mm-hmm. just now just like do things with the people I already know for a fact have a good rapport with me or a good reputation of just getting shit done. Like, Ian and I, good relationship of getting shit done. When I send him the link, the podcast episode's done, boom. He was like, he told me a week or two ago, he was like, Greg, I didn't even know you were going on vacation. I was like, bro, that's on me. I fuck up, you know, players mm-hmm. fuck up every once in a while, but he knows for a fact it's not a constant fuck up. Today, when you and I, you know, when you message me about the show, I'm literally in the middle of, like, feeding Skylar ice cream and shit. So I was like, oh, shit, like, damn. Mm-hmm. So I, like, voice message you. I was like, yeah, we got to do the show. And the reason why, it's not an obligation. It's my time with Shan. And I think a lot of people don't know the difference in that. Like, I have you every Saturday for a certain window of time. Like, for you to give me that for the past two years, it's like, that shit matters to me. So it's not just, oh, we have an obligation to the show. I'm like, I have an obligation to my friendship. I have an obligation to speak to my friend. Like, I didn't get to speak to you last Saturday. I'm out there, you know, hanging out with, you know, hoes and uh, no leche people in the DR and shit, right? So I didn't have that opportunity. So now I'm back. I'm like, okay, I can't be like, all right, cool. We just ain't going to do this. And then, you know, I told you about the wedding week. I'm like, all right, cool. Like, we, we have to figure something out because the, the show doesn't stop. And the reason why the show doesn't stop is now it's not just you and I. It's the people who listen. It's the people who are expecting things. So we can't give people things to expect and then not deliver. So, you know, tying it into your situation, I don't know why they expected less of you, like why they expected you to not have, like, certain expectations for them, but then they didn't set expectations for themselves. That's a little bit weird, but it just goes to, like, 
what do people want though? Do people say they want things and then like once they're done with them, they're done with them, or did they just like you know what? Like they were gonna do it anyway because I feel like I want to get on. Because I feel like Shane, in my personal opinion, like you and I have both been used a few times when it mm-hmm. comes to podcast advice. People who want to you know just get on for a minute or people who just like you know what like that's the wave right now like they like when we were first on stereo everybody wanted to do fucking shows mm-hmm. and shit where these motherfuckers at I, I be looking left and right like oh y- y'all don't be in these shows y'all don't be leaving these voice and it's not a big deal because I'm like it's still gonna be us but I know just like Reed and Joe but any of those podcasts and stuff like that when that shit blows up and then we still got we all of a sudden hear from these people again and it's like oh mm, okay it- it's you again but the thing is, you and I, I think we kind of operate the same way. It's like when we start seeing those people who come in to the shows after not talking for like six months and shit, that's like, oh, oh, you're you're back. Cool. Like, welcome back. Like, you 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 still good in our book. But we just treat you a little mm-hmm. bit differently. Like, you don't get to sit in the front of the class. You got you got to sit in the back with everybody else. You got you got to earn your seat now. The attendance change. And it's not so, because it's. It for me. I, I'm like, cool. I'm I'm done. And the reason why is like, okay, my my married guy friends, we got our friendships and shit like that. And you know, I don't go out with them often like I used to when we went to Top Golf back in like February and shit. And I'm like, dang, I ain't seen my guys in like eight months. It was like, oh, we it was like we back like we never left. But then I haven't seen them since, and I'm fine with that. Like us, we have like our like our e like our internet like friends, social media, podcasting things, but. I feel like it would translate in real life. We all meet in person, it would be the exact same way because we know each other enough to know, like, yo, respect comes first. We also know who we are personality-wise. Everybody knows who Shannon is. Everybody knows who Greg is. Everybody knows who, you know, Baylor, Drake, Gigi. Like, they know these personalities, so it is what it is there. What I just don't understand is the – I don't, it's not even new people. A lot of these people I have issues with and are probably going to listen to the show and think about them. I can guarantee it's about you. And the reason why is, like, you might be the problem. It, it can't always be, like, you know, other people. A lot of people just never want to hone in on the fact that it could be them without saying, like, you know what, like, it's somebody else. No, it's actually you. you you've been the problem. Greg has been the problem, and I've said it. Like, before I went on the, um, what was that shit, when I went on the bachelor party, I could tell everybody until I'm blue in the face. Like, yo, I got drunk as shit that Friday before. I went and got fucked up, and I, I know I said some things that probably disrespected somebody, or probably they didn't feel away, and they were like, damn, Greg going hard, blah, 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 and I was like, yo, I apologize for what I said, because I'm I'm not, like, you know, above anybody to apologize, but I also wanted to make sure, like, yo, if anybody felt disrespected, I need you to let me know now, and even if you don't want to say it, that's fine, but just know I've given you that opportunity. You could tell me in six months, hey, Greg, you know, I was you know, that day you were kind of drunk and shit. I'm like, yeah, I was drunk as shit, and I said I apologize, but I'll apologize again. That, you know, we call it like that. Apology doesn't have an expiration date. But there are a lot of people who won't even give you that grace. They'd be like, I said what I said. I was drunk. I don't remember that shit. I'm like, no, I knew I, was, I knew I was drunk, and I said that shit. I meant probably half the shit I said, but I can't remember it. But since I can't remember it, I'm definitely going to apologize, and every time I see it, I'm going to, trust me, the next time Drake has a space or something like that and I'm on that room, I'm going to bring it up again. And I'm like, yo, I apologize again because you never know how somebody's going to take things. You never know how long that's going to sit with somebody. But some people are selfish enough to say, I don't give a fuck about other people's feelings and how they felt about it. So I'm just going to go 
about that, how I feel. He's like, you can't take your feelings and dictate it to somebody else. Tying it into your situation, Shane, and what we're talking about, though, a lot of people just honestly just are overall bad people. And if, if it's not about them, what the fuck does it matter? You don't matter. The situation don't matter. It's just about them, which is crazy. Yeah, and I don't want to give people my energy. I don't even mention their name. I don't mention their show because that shit don't matter. If you were getting the proper track traction that you feel like you were getting, you went, you know, used me in marketing only mm-hmm. to not have me see or share anything on your show because mm-hmm. you're afraid that I'm going to take something from you. Or you you just want to use the viewers that I have in order to talk your shit. And that's so corny to me because the people who I deal with and I talk to and I engage with and I have discussions with, they're not phony. Man. They're not phony. To, To a lot of people, I'm boring because I'm not meddling into people's shit. Because I don't know other people's business. Because I don't share other people's business. Because I don't care. So I can't discuss with other people other people's lives or other people's downfalls because I don't focus on that. That's not my focus. One one of the greatest things that happened to me with with this podcast thing, it happened right right in the cusp of the whole clubhouse situation and stuff like that. Um, there, There was a girl who I, like, Baylor called me, and he, he knows the conversation. So he, he goes and he's like, yo, like, Greg, this, this girl, she she she's not really, like, filling you in the conversation stuff right now. I, like, I don't give a fuck. Like, and right. it wasn't me being, like, an asshole. It was just like, yo, like, I'm not for everybody. And I'm, I'm, like, happy to say that and happy to address it. So what she was doing, what she thought she was doing is going and telling people about me in a bad manner which honestly just makes people even more curious about said person. Which I'm like, yo, if you're spewing like you're hating vitriol against somebody, it's just going to make somebody else curious. That's what the fuck I want. I want that curious person to be like, oh, I don't, you know, I don't really fuck with Greg like that. I'm going to keep his name in my mouth, and I'm, every time I talk about him, it's going to be bad. Because guess what? Then they're going to start listening to Young Black and Bother, expecting me to talk about you. They're going to be listening to Loudmouth Stereo. She gets a podcast. They're going to be listening to all of our shit, expecting us to talk about them. And it's like, you, you might get a mention, but guess what? The content's better than you. You aren't the content. You are just like a, a, a dot at the end of a sentence. So what happened, which I, I thought was really funny, is one of the other girls from one of the clubhouse rooms, she goes and she was like, well, Greg, you know, she was talking so bad about you. And the group, she was like, I checked your, like, bio on Clubhouse or whatever. And mind you, this is, what, 2020 at the time? 2020, 2021 or whatever. So she's like, I checked the bio. I saw you had a podcast. So I listened to it. She's like, it's pretty dope, blah, 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 blah. And mind you, the girl, you know, only reason I realized who it was is because, like, certain things about people, like little cliff notes, somebody will, like, let something leak. And it's like, oh, yeah, well, they said this. And you know for a fact you've only told a certain person that information. The moment they said it, I was like, I knew exactly who that was. And it tied into the whole situation with Baylor. And I was like, okay, I know exactly who that girl was. I go to my Instagram, uh, what do you call it? The people, the pending followers. She's a pending follower now. I'm like, yo, like, I, if you hate me so much, why are you still following all my shit? Why are you trying to be 
Like, why are you trying to gain access in some shit you know for a fact doesn't make you happy? I, I thought the podcast, you ain't fuck with it. I thought, me, you ain't fuck with it. But you, you're trying to add the podcast as a friend. You're trying to add me as a friend. You, you're you liking shit that I've liked on Twitter and shit. Like, we still see that. I'm like, what are we doing? It's weird. It, it's almost like you don't want to like the content and the information and the person, but you feel like it's easy to hate somebody to say, you know what, like, you know what, they're, they're teaching me something new, they're giving me something new, and I might just honestly need to just see what the process is like. Because true to form, anybody who's listening to Loud Mouth Stereo, and this is no knock on any new, existing, or older listeners, I really don't give a fuck who listens to the show. I, I, I'm, I'm really at the point with it. I'm like, yo, like, I appreciate everybody who does. I love mm-hmm. everybody who does. But the way that you might listen to the show is completely different from how I'm conveying the conversation. Same way with Shane. We say things because we're having our context conversations, but a lot of people who are listening take the conversation a completely different way. I'm sure I've rubbed people the wrong way. I'm sure some people like Greg talks a lot. Yes, motherfucker, I'm a podcaster. It's my job. It is my duty to do these things. There's no way Shane and I have done over 100 episodes of just this show and when I say 100, I'm talking about breaking shit down to three, four parts and all that other crazy shit or whatever. So for me, I just, I've just i always looked at it with the scope of I have to be who I am because if I try to appease other people, I'm not me. Mm-hmm. And it, it's just one of those things my grandmother used to tell me. She was like, like, if you keep trying to appease everybody, you're not you. And when she used what? to tell me, I was like, I didn't get it. And she was like, yeah, everybody's not going to like you. Everybody's not going to, you're not everybody's cup of tea. And I was like, I get that, Grandma, but it's like, I just want to be, you know, nice to everybody. And she was like, You can still be nice. You just don't have to be nice to them. Just be a nice person. Once she said that shit, it clicked right there. I was like, Oh, cool. I ain't got, like, I, if I know you don't fuck with me, great. You don't have to fuck with me. I can just still be a nice person. Whenever I see mm-hmm. you, though, I can continue to be nice, but it's not to you or at you. I'm just a nice person. There are a lot of people, Shan, I lie to you not. I look at them, I'm like, oh, I, I really don't like that motherfucker. I, I really don't. I'm just saying, like, whatever. Like, cool. Like, you, you exist. But you know what? Like, I'm being nice because I don't want to be an asshole. I don't want to be a, a a bad person because the way I convey myself to you, somebody's going to see that. And when somebody sees that, they're like, oh, well, Greg's just this way. I'm like, no. Just because I'm I'm not feeling that person right now doesn't mean that this is just who I am in a grand scheme of things. That's why when Homegirl tying that story in, when she's telling everybody, oh, I don't fuck with the podcast, I don't fuck with him, blah, 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 I'm like, okay, cool. And, like, the old uh, co-hosts and stuff like that, I'm sure they probably talk shit amongst each other and, you know, oh, well, Greg, he did this and this and this. I'm like, yo, tell me when I did you wrong. Mm. And that, that shit fucks people up. Because, like, yo, I, I don't intentionally tell people what to do or nothing like that. It's just more so like just be a nice person. It's not that hard. But some people they just I won't say they're hard to like, but they're just hard to love. You can like people and just like, yo, like just they're just not love they're just not somebody you could actually mm-hmm. care for. And it, I guess I'll just land my plane there because it just it hurts knowing that at thirty five I have to talk to other grown ass adults about like their feelings and emotions and not telling them what they are, but more so just like, oh just Get in tune with them a little bit. Just like, if you know for a fact you don't like somebody, stay the fuck away from them. And you don't have to talk about them. Right, and don't go in other spaces yeah. and yeah. like, oh, 
like this person because they did this and this and you shouldn't be fucking with that person either i'm gonna look at you different because you do know my my experience with greg is completely different from somebody tomorrow's experience mm-hmm. with greg and i'm not going to change my experiences with greg because somebody else had an issue with greg unless i'm having an issue that i can't see past or work past with greg and I think it all falls back on people being comfortable making their own choices and being um what's the word being able to to have faith in their own decisions and not mm-hmm. look for other people to to okay it like fuck like if it yeah. works for you if this is what you do if this is how you do business if this is how you deal with people and you like what's coming as a result because of it, cool. But if how you deal with people shows up time and time again that people talk to you, they deal with you, and then one day they don't. And then the next person, they talk to you, they deal with you, and then another day they don't. You got to get to a point where you start looking at yourself and be like, damn, it's me. Yep. And I've been there. I would like to think other people have been there. Um I've already talked like previous stories about like people like oh you know one of the guys that was supposed to be a groom said oh you know I really don't fuck with Greg like that and I was like what the fuck did I do to him and I thought about it, I was like oh like I was I don't want to say being too much of a friend to him because then that makes it seem like this is one sided for me it was like honestly I was a little bit too much in everything like I was being Mister Fix It in the friendship it was like if something mm-hmm. was wrong Greg had the answer it was like. You know, I'm trying to make sure all my friends are good. And it's like, you know what? Sometimes you got to let motherfuckers burn. You have to literally let them be in a bad situation in order to realize, like, yo, like, why, why stand in the rain when the fucking, like, the shade is right there? Like, you got an umbrella. Why not? You purposely want to get wet. Cool. Whatever. So, you know, without telling that man business or nothing like that, you know, he told me, he was, you know, he told other people, instead of telling me, he was like, well, I really don't fuck with Greg like that. And mind you, the entire time, you know, made this man a groomsman, you know, I'm, you know, I'm fucking with this guy, calling this man bro, like his kids, like my god kid and shit like that. And the entire time, I didn't even notice, but he's telling people in my fucking wedding party and shit like that, oh, I don't really fuck with Greg, blah, 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 blah. So I guess, like, since he didn't tell me, I didn't know. So my best lady, like, shout out to D. So she's like, great, I'll wait until after you get married and everything like that to tell you all these things. But in me, I've already checked out because mm-hmm. he backed out of the wedding. He backed out of the wedding when he didn't buy the suit. For me, I was one of those things. I'm like, if you're not going to buy the suit, why, like, you don't matter at that point. And there's no disrespect. But it's like, bro, like, that's the one, the one thing I need you to do this entire fucking wedding is to buy the suit. If you can't do that, there's no point, like, at that point. So then, like, Two, I think two days before the wedding, he texts, and he's like, hey, bro, I'm, I'm not, because I told him, I was like, okay, if you can't be a groom, you still have your RSVP for the wedding and stuff like that. He's like, all right, cool. Mind you, he had already told other people he still wasn't fucking with me. So he knew he wasn't coming to the wedding. Two days before the wedding, I guess he thought, you know, I'm going to be in my feelings about this shit. He says, mm-hmm. hey, hey, Greg, you know, I'm not going to be able to make it to the wedding. I never answered that. Never answered the text. That's the like Gil. It's so, it, this is a funny thing. And then you could continue. Okay. I have a friend of mine who's planning her wedding and the mm-hmm. amount of friends that she have who cannot handle the attention not being about them is disgusting. Oh, see, you you, you gonna make me talk for another hour. You you, you definitely <laughs> th- th- 
put put a pin in that for next week because you know actually until after the wedding because we we gonna have a, a talk about this whole like the, this friendship and people who fuck with you you know until you have something to do like an important milestone mm-hmm. in your life. Because there are a lot of you motherfuckers that I'm talking directly at y'all. Not the people who are listening who think if it's about you, it's about you. I'm just leaving it like that. There are a lot of motherfuckers who, if the moment, even if it's about somebody else, it has to be about them. And if it's not about them, they don't want to be included. Um, I'm I'm definitely going to touch on that, like, after this wedding. Because there's a lot of things I've noticed in this wedding and my own where it's like a lot of people feel like, it, it doesn't matter, or it matters less, because they don't have any involvement in it. It's weird, mm. and it, it gives off the vibe of, like, it's not about me, 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 but it's also, like, like what would appease you? Because you don't want it to be about you, and you want it right. to be about you, knowing that it has nothing to do with you, and you don't want to have any or little involvement in it. And these are grown people. So what, yeah. it also, it, it makes you think, Shane, it's like, okay, these are grown people over the age of 20. I'm going to give that, it the, the soft it, age it don't of 20. Mean shit if you insecure. Yeah, but, but that's the thing. Like, it makes it so much easier to cut people off. But this is Greg at 35 talking. There are a lot of people who we need to have this really hard conversation, Shan, about, like, cutting people off before it's too late. Because a lot of people yeah. are holding on to these friendships, these, these pin shifts, these pin pals, these social media like relationships, and these motherfuckers can give a less, like less of a fuck if something happened to you. Like you might get a R, you know, a RIP. You know, you might get a happy birthday or something like that. Outside, these motherfuckers do not care about you if it don't they involve don't. them. The the throwback Thursdays and shit like that. Trust me. Like uh, Skylar's first birthday, a lot of people, family included, because some of them ain't, you know, they ain't shit and they know exactly who they are. Because I told mm-hmm. them, like, yo, like. You, you can't make the first birthday party, but you invite nothing shit. Make it make sense. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, I'm, I'm a firm advocate of fool me once, fool me twice. <laughs> Excuse me. But I've, I've gone and told people straight up, I'm not coming. I, I think <laughs> it, it's, now, it's real for me to do that. And the only reason I do that is because I don't want people to have a false sense of hope of, well, Greg is going to do some shit. When I don't want to do yeah. that, trust me, Greg going to be the first one to tell you. Shan will tell you, too. Like, if they know episode that week, she's nice. She will tell y'all on social media shit, hey, ain't no episode. Yeah, like, be like, we ain't doing it this week. We see you next week. <laughs> we'll see y'all next week. And it's not that I don't love the show. and I, I love the show. I love the listeners and shit like that. But I'm like, yo, like, mm-hmm. it, it's free for them. Yeah, like we, we've done we've done the paid tier. We've done this and this and this and this. We we still give it free because we care about the content. But a lot of people, and I don't want to make it about the podcast, but a lot of people feel like like they are owed you. And it's like you're really not. Yeah. Like I, I'll I'll land the plane there, but yeah, in a couple of weeks we we gonna have to talk because a lot of you motherfuckers feel really entitled to people that you wouldn't do anything for in real life. And yeah, poof, poof, that that's gonna be a tough episode there because. I want to wait till after that wedding. Oh yes, yes. Mm. Well, yeah. Um, since we, uh, I wanted to, I wanted to vent about corny people. That That's is all. corny people in a, um, a nutshell. Uh, looking forward to May, um, because that's in three minutes on the East Coast side. <laughs> May first is in three minutes, and um. I um 
I'm starting uh, season 16 for Cozy Woman Podcast, and I'm starting season 17 where she gets it. Uh, the Real Relationship Report will continue. Loud Mouth Stereo Podcast episodes will continue for season two. And uh, so what Patreon bid, uh, season 11 is starting on the third. With that being said, I just hope we have some good refreshing new episodes to come for Lama Stereo next month. Um, we will be doing a Wednesday show um, for May, so look out for that. Wednesday and Saturday used to be our time for y'all, but, you know, we had to, like, you know, peel it back a little bit because we have lives and stuff, and, you know, we don't want to spread ourselves too thin, but we will be doing a Wednesday show for May. Um, hopefully, no celebrity ruckus um, is continuing. And I hope you have some good shows for Young Black and Bothered coming for May. Yeah. And I hope people enjoy the shows coming from She Gets It uh, for the new season. It's, it's, it's very straightforward. If you're about your business, like I said, mm-hmm. we are like-minded. And it will flow right into what you're about, getting shit done holding yourself accountable, visualizing where you want to be instead of just talking about it. Um, mm-hmm. Also being mindful of the people you talk about, what you want to do too. And uh, I'm per- I'm purposely attacking those who have purpose, who want to get shit done um, in a good way, kind of like a push that's it like I'm trying to have people focus on what they already doing um focus in clean up filter out and just be on their grind which brings me to my point like don't hit me up if you not legit and if I say no it's not because I feel like I'm better than it's just because like I, I don't just like I don't gamble with dating people I really don't like or giving people my time that I really don't want to hang out with. I don't have a trapper keeper of excuses. It's just no. Yeah. It's just no. So much better than me. I got to learn something <laughs> that. Make, make, make that the episode. That Wednesday episode. That needs the art of saying no. Mm. I, I, that that would be a great lead into that wedding. Even though they need to say yes, we need to start having the art of saying no. Because I'm going to touch on some stuff as well, but a lot of people don't know how to say no, including Greg, including Shan. Um, yeah. Drake, too, because I be looking at the, the TikTok lives. He don't be telling people no. He just be saying yes, yes. I'm like, no. Tell these motherfuckers no. They be trying to keep him on for three or four. No. No. He got life. Shout out to everything, Coach. I'm like, Drake, go to bed. Get off mm-hmm. the damn TikTok. He be on that motherfucker. I'm like, he watched uh the color purple. And that's and that's Drake's thing. I saw him today, and I'm just mm-hmm. like, oh. Yeah, but I mean, it's it, it it it's something that he enjoys. So I can't tell him what yeah. to do about it. But you you also know when like one of your friends is like, you know, they enjoy what they're doing. But people are starting to abuse the access, and it's yeah. like he he can't always be accessible to y'all because he's entertainment to y'all. He's an entertainer, yes, but he's not entertainment. And there's a difference between the two. 
um, all of us, all of us podcasts, we are entertainer, but we aren't just here to appease you at every whim. When Shane is giving you good information, help. Leave a five-star review. Mm-hmm. It's not that hard. Come to the shows. They're live on purpose. More importantly, mm-hmm. share the show. You would share a retweet of some bullshit that you probably won't care about in an hour. Excellent. Share the podcast. Like, things like that, I'm telling you, if it's shared to the right person or any person, you never know whose ear that's going to reach. It could be a hater. It could be a lover. But the thing is, whoever it reaches, it might be an extension of you. And guess what? They might like the show, share it. Next thing you know, we're on CNBC. You know, black podcasters, you know, did this. She gets a podcast. You know how many fucking, you know, podcasters people always talking about? I'm like, but it's, it's never good podcast. I would like to see mm-hmm. Shan one day. It's like, yo, like, she's on fucking Black Enterprise. She gets a podcast. Black women literally doing all the shit y'all keep saying you want podcasters to do. All the right. shit. So, that, that's where I land. And that's that. We will check you guys on Saturday at 9.30 um, with a new show, a new topic, new mindset. I hope you guys have a great week. Happy May 1st, okay? Um, it's already hot as shit in Georgia. Mm-hmm. Uh, by next Saturday, Greg's um, mind will be fully back and his guts will mm-hmm. be fully intact, okay? Yeah. Wishing yeah, for the best. Have, yeah, we're going to have some stories of Shan with, with the, the leche. She ain't going to have no leche. She's going to have the leche. Oh, no, she, no, no, she, no, 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 no. You know what it's looking like? It's looking like that's not going to happen until my mom leaves. Oh, <laughs> uh, you know what? Well, on that note, y'all. <laughs> on, on that note. On that note. Oh man, yeah. Like your mom leave. We are not having a podcast. I can tell you that. It's gonna be. <laughs> it's gonna be straight sausage. Oh my god. Straight sausage. Thank you guys. Network Poe, thank you for coming through, listening to Loudmouth Stereo. You can find this show, No Leche, Monday morning on Loudmouth Stereo Podcast, available to you, brought to you by Red Circle. Don't forget to check out Adam Eve with your discount mouth, M O U F. Get what you need, get what she needs, have a great time. However you do that, okay? We will be back with another one on Saturday. Yes, indeed. Peace, y'all.